The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. We are live from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios here on this Wednesday prior to Wild Card Weekend. It's a Wild Card Wednesday. It is. Tampa Bay, Dallas coming up on Monday Night Football. WCW. It is win or go home time, and today we are going to preview the Cowboys' defense versus the Tampa Bay offense. And one of those guys that plays quarterback that you never forget the name of. What was it again? Tom, Tom, Thomas. Tom Brady. Thomas uh, Brady. Yeah. yeah. That that guy. That guy. Tom Brady and company going up against Michael Parsons in that Cowboys defense. We'll preview that throughout the show. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. We've got Chris Beam. How's everybody doing? Fantabuloso. Yeah? Fantabuloso. Yeah, Why is that? Time. It's just go time, man. It's go time? Yeah, you feel cool. you feel like this has the energy of a winner go home game just yet from a fan base standpoint? Uh, man, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, I don't I feel I felt it on my way in here today. Mm-hmm. Kind of I know I'm retired, super retired, but like I started getting those those little playoff jitters again. Tingles. You know yeah, the little tingles. tingles. Like, the like, tingles. Like today's like your first Real practice mm-hmm. day. Like, today's your – let's go. It's time to roll. You know what I'm saying? Like, the preparation. Hopefully these guys have been studying like like crazy. I, I I wholeheartedly believe that this coaching staff has instilled in them that what is required preparation-wise for a game of this caliber. I, 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 I mean, I, I totally agree. I, agree. I hope that that's the case. Um, but I just hope that the players have received that. I hope that the players have received that because – that is going to be what what is the, the the difference maker. I agree, and we were kind of talking about it uh, right before we came on mm-hmm. here, Kyle. And we were saying, when well, you were saying that the energy around the building it seems a bit quiet. I wouldn't even say around the building. That's not necessarily what I was implying. I'm mostly saying amongst Cowboys Nation right now. I think it's it, just subdued, and it may be because it's Monday and it's not a Sunday game. We've got an extra day to kind of buffer. Be. Calm before the storm. Yeah, and, and you think so? listen, sometimes, and we talked about it yesterday when we were talking about just over the course of your life when you've taken some of your worst whoopings, rather be on the athletic field or in you know the career field, whatever the case may be. How did you respond? And just speaking solely for myself, that was always the calm before the storm. So like after I got my teeth knocked out in whatever fashion it what it might have been, I I locked in. And I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want anybody talking to me. Just just leave me in my space so I can stay where I'm at in this anger and this fury and this frustration so that it can remain as as concentrated as possible mm. so that when I get back uh, the next day or the next round or the next matchup, full explosion. So that that's kind of what it feels like. It's bubbling right now. And, and honestly, and again, we, we'll say it a million times, we did not want to see – what we had to witness on Sunday. No. But I tell you what, if that's what had to happen to keep, you know, the I'll say it this way. I love what Jerry Jones said on yesterday to 105.3 FM the fan. He said they were sobered up. 
on uh, on Sunday in Washington. Cool. I like it. That's the energy I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot of sober, you know, sobriety as far as you're not going into this game against Tampa Bay high off a 50-point bomb yeah. that you dropped on the Eagles week 18 of last season. You're going in with embarrassment and humiliation, and you can't possibly feel cocky. Now the energy has to be, hey, man, we got to get this done. What happened last week could happen this week if we don't get it together. So I'm, I'm here for that. It needs to be that type of energy because you need to look at that game that way. I think one of the reasons why it is subdued around Cowboys Nation right now is because the it, it, it goes back to what you were talking about where you're hoping that yeah. they show up. Yeah. And that it will be that up until that point. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like Patrick saying to Patrick's point earlier in the year or I mean earlier in the week, the 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 signs have been there before that you can do it. Yeah. You're just hoping that it does happen after what happened in Washington. Nice. So there's there's a frustration aspect to it, but I, I tend to agree with you because come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. you're going to hear it ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, ramp up. Sunday, you're going to watch all these games, and everybody's going to be talking about, oh, man, Monday night's coming around. This is going to be a big game coming up. <laughs> Anytime Tom Brady faces the Cowboys, it's a massive, massive deal. And with it being said that Tom Brady's 7-0 and against the Cowboys, Cowboys have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I don't really go to that stuff. I mean, that's the reality, right? You look at the analytics, you look at the stat line, all those kind of things, they're going to favor TB12. I, I really look at the preparation standpoint. I'm going to keep coming back to it. Preparation, yeah. no H. Uh, just that you <laughs> this is – you're going to have to be mentally tough. And the, the mental aspect of the game is what really separates teams in the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like the preparation is like I can't even I can't even depict and, and explain to everybody like how high it is. Like you're spending every moment trying to gain an edge. Right? You remember last year when I was when I was watching film and trying to I was trying to find anything that's a tail. Right? Any right. little thing. Right? Whether, you find anything yet? Eh, you know, maybe. It's like boxing. Wow, you're not going to share with the class? Oh, no, I can't share it publicly. Yes, you uh, shared it publicly <laughs> last year. No, I did kind of. Um, yeah. Then, then we got the, the carpet pulled. Off. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so there's there's always something that a team has done all year long. All year long, that's a tail. The mental aspect, the preparation aspect is what's going to give you that advantage. Mm-hmm. You have to go identify those things. This is when your scouting department goes to work. This is when your coaches go to work. Right. This is when you're able to communicate that over to your players to give them that extra edge, that half a step gain. And then you have to also be mentally tough because of the standpoint, teams are going to come out doing something different. First quarter, teams are going to do something different. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gonna, yeah, the first 15 plus, yeah. right? That first quarter is really when they're going to try to hit you upside that's the head. That's where you set the tone. That's where you set the tone, but yeah. it's also where you're also, that's where all your curveballs come. Yeah. But then what happens in second quarter, mid second quarter? Adaptation. Now you start going yeah. back to what they've been doing all year long. Yeah, yeah. What did they do for 17 games? What did they do for 17 games? Now that's when you start looking, okay, yeah, I'm, I was ready to weather the storm because I might get punched in the mouth early. Okay, on both sides, right? Cowboys, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. they're both ready to get get those jabs, right? But that's when you start looking at TB12 and start saying, okay, this guy is dangerous because he knows how to weather those storms. This right. guy is dangerous because he knows that those things are going to happen. And, okay, once the game settles in, now all my preparation, if, if DQ had anything that he's been doing all year long that I could pick up on, now I get to expose that. And on the flip side, right, Kellen Moore, and same thing, you know, going against, going against Tampa Bay, okay? Uh, they're going to be. They're going to start li- really relying on 
their the things that they've been working on in practice, the film that the scouts have been picking up, all those things. And this is what I love that aspect of it's a chess game. <laughs> it's really a chess game, and that's why the turnovers become can't happen. they can't happen. Yep. They period. can't happen, period. Because especially when you're playing a, a quarterback of this caliber, most of the time he's not going to give you that opportunity to get that one up. So you just have to tighten things down. And and really it all boils down to what you just said and then wrap a, a big glaring lanyard around it. And it's Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady. A lanyard? You went with a lanyard there? A lanyard. Do you tie things with lanyards? I, I can. Is that just a thing? I, or, I thought it would just can, be a bow or – Rope with or with you know okay. bungee cord, shoestring, shoestring. I don't care what you tie them okay. up with. Time up, okay. <laughs> hog time and time up. Hog time and leave them there. Uh, it all boils down to Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, the the Tampa Bay offense and team as a whole goes as Tom Brady goes. They're not even as as lowly as the NFC South has been this season. The Buccaneers don't even win this division and get themselves in the playoffs if not for a couple of game winning drives. From Tom Brady, all you ever have to do to guarantee, to almost guarantee you lose the game is be close late in the game with Tom Brady and leave enough time for him to have the final possession. I want to talk about what makes playoff Tom Brady different when we come back on the other side of the break. We're not taking the break right now, but in the second segment, we will talk about it. I do want to get into news and notes, though, because a couple guys, of course, coming back from injury this week. We mentioned it yesterday. Leighton Van Der Esch, Tyler Biotis, Jonathan Hankins. Are they all going to be back out on the field today? Is that what's the expectation? What's ha- is they'll all be on the field today? Awesome. As well as Matt Farniak, as well as Deron Bland. We'll see in what capacity. Um, Leighton Vanderesh has been uh, a limited practice participant. He was all last week, so I would expect that he's going to ramp up to full on uh, effective today. Um, and we'll see what what the others look like. If Tyler Biadish is back on the field, I expect that he'd be in a limited capacity. I don't see him them throwing him back out. Um, in a full, um, but we'll see Jonathan Hankins. They have to activate him, or I should say designate him to return from IR first before he can return to the official practice field. So we'll see if that takes place today. That is the expectation. Uh, and McCarthy will speak here at 11 o'clock, so we'll see if he drops a tidbit on, you know, kind of a news news item there saying that mm-hmm. Hankins is going to be activated. I expect it to happen. Uh, and Deron Bland, you know, like I said yesterday, no indications at any turn that the Cowboys are concerned with that chest injury. So he should be a full goal. If, I mean, at best, at worst, I could see them making him limited just as a precautionary mm-hmm. standpoint because you still have several more days of practice. Um, and then Xavier Rhodes, still looking like Xavier Rhodes is going to take the field for the Cowboys. I don't see why they wouldn't put him on the field. Elevate him. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, because if you think about it, it – this is the playoffs. You don't win this game, there is no next game. So if Xavier Rhodes doesn't participate in this matchup against the Buccaneers and you knock on wood lose this game, what'd you bring him in for? Yeah, what is he even over. doing? It, I mean, is it it would it would be kind of the conversation we had with TY Hilton where having a veteran in that room is great because right now Trayvon Diggs is the vet in that room and he's in year three in the NFL. Sure, if anybody in year three is qualified enough to be considered a veteran, it would probably be Trayvon Diggs. But Xavier Rhodes has seen a lot. He's done a lot. So having him in the room helps. But, yeah, you would like to have him as a depth piece, right? You didn't bring him in as a consultant only, which is what if he was signed and then did not play in the playoff game that 
you know, happened immediately after he was signed, then again, what would you bring him in for? As a player, I mean, you could have asked his advice <laughs> and, and PayPal'd him some <laughs> a payment for for all that. So yeah, get him on the field. Yeah, what especially do you, against TB12. What do you think about what Rhodes could bring? Is he is he a, <clears throat> kind of a, a hidden piece right now for this Cowboys defense, or is that just hoping? I don't think it's hidden. I yeah. think that he uh, he definitely adds some depth to you. Now you know you go again to the mix shot. And saying you know why was he out there type of deal all the way through the whole season, I mean. It's well, like, he was he was only out there for right, like a week. Squad. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I might no, no disrespect, um, but he adds value in the, in the sense that he's seen a lot, mm-hmm. and you do not, I repeat, you do not want to go into playoffs, especially against a Tampa uh, that is fully loaded offensively. Okay, aside from their center, right? They are fully loaded offensively. All their weapons on the outside with young corners. It's just in a in the most veteran it's of dangerous. veteran quarterbacks. It's dangerous. It's just, it's just not something that you want to do because you need somebody out there that's savvy enough, that's seen enough, that knows how to watch film, that knows how to pick up on indicators and communicate those, that knows how to bait him, that knows all the little intricacies in terms of coverages and leverage, and I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an outside shade him, but I really gonna work my way to the inside shade, right? There's a, a lot of little different savvy things that that veteran corners do and know and know how to do, and he's had reps against DB12 as well. So oh, yeah. this is a this is somebody hopefully that is in shape enough to be able to come in and make a contribution ASAP because if he can, now you are you're ensuring that at least your outsides are solid. Right, and then you throw DB and you throw uh, you know Deron Bland in there. Now you have a solid three. Right, you have a solid three. And if Nashawn walks up in there, I hope, I hope that he uses his physicality to his advantage. Have you seen them doing that a little bit more lately? Who Nashawn? Just in general, pressing. No, getting hands on it. No, why? I don't know. Are they saving it? Is I it don't know. Just a is it a it's not thought some, process? Yes, an Al Harris question because Al Harris was really good at it. Now he played a lot of off coverage. He was really good at shadowing himself, but he was quick enough to come out the breaks, and he was mm-hmm. it was knowledgeable enough to be able to to break early based upon what he was seeing from the quarterback's drop and what the receiver's depth and the situational you know, situation based upon down and distance. He was savvy enough to be able to break and make plays on things. These guys aren't there yet, right, except for Trayvon. These guys are not there yet. Deron Bland's doing a great job of it mm-hmm. based upon film study. He's able to acknowledge what the down and distance is, what the situation is, based upon the formation, the splits, right, the quarterback's drop, giving his eyes. There's a whole lot that goes into being able to make a really good – um, reactive play at the cornerback position, which is why it's good to have an Xavier Rhodes in there. But I think, and we we mentioned it a few weeks ago as far as spacing goes, I think it just goes to trust. That that, that trust has to be built with yeah. Al Harris. That trust has to be built with Joe Witt and built with Dan Quinn with these young guys such as uh, Wright that say, hey, I have enough trust in you that I can have you press man and know that you can recover and not get smoked on a go. It's worst case scenario, right? right. You're, you're protecting the worst case scenario. Right. The exactly. Worst, the worst. Exactly. The, the last thing that you want to do, right, <laughs> is simply come up there. So the press, right? You're confident in, in yeah. the stature right. of your of your young bulls, but at the same time, if you swing and miss, ooh, two piece and a biscuit, and then, you know, right. you, and you, it is hard to recover from a two piece and a biscuit. Right. So, so it's, the goal is. <laughs> it can't. I was be. wondering where you were going with that yeah. two, two piece and a biscuit. Two piece and a biscuit. If you swing, right, you're at the line yep. of scrimmage. You swing, and and Mike Evans hits you with the ooh wee, or Julio Jones hits you with the ooh wee, or Godwin hits you with the ooh wee. They're probably going to be oh oh I forgot engage. Yeah. Going to yeah. hit you with the 
Ooh, you don't want to be chasing those guys. Right. So it's keeping keep it keeping it keeping keep them in front. It's bend but don't break. It's right. It this guy front. these guys have done a great job defensively in terms of red zone defense for the most part this right. year. They've given up some yards as of late, but in terms of red zone defense, they do a good job. So you would much rather have them have a 10, 12, 14 play drive that ends in a field goal versus come up there, press them, and then they get one big shot over the top. And, and here's the thing uh, when it comes to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys will have the ability to walk into this game feeling like this is most Mostly a one-dimensional matchup. Now, typically that is fantastic because you, your goal going into a game is to make any offense one-dimensional. What makes it a little bit dangerous is that it's Tom Brady. So nothing he hasn't seen or done before. Yeah. Okay, fine. But it still works in the Cowboys' favor. They don't necessarily have to – no disrespect to Leonard Fournette, but they don't necessarily have to worry about the prowess of the Russian attack when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not good mm. at running the ball, and they know they're not which is why they don't run the ball that often. I think they run the ball 22, a little less than 23% of the time on first but down. But what do they do in place of running? Hold on. I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. My point is, it, this, schematically speaking, from a Dan Quinn aspect, and this is why I said it's all about hog-tying Tom Brady. Because if you hog-tie Tom Brady, you just hog-tied more than three-quarters of the of the uh, offensive production for that team. And now you're moving, you're demanding that Leonard Fournette and that rushing attack be effective and efficient, but they've not been able to do that over the course of uh, 18, 17 games. I'm sorry. They're 32nd in the league in efficiency on yards per carry, 32nd in the league in average yards rushing per game. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. They quite literally have the worst rushing attack in the entire NFL. And that's what should make Cowboys fans feel a little bit better because what's one of the, the – What's been one of the Achilles heels for the Cowboys defense this season, more often than not? Run defense. Yeah. Well, your run defense, not only is it getting Jonathan Hankins back in all likelihood and getting LVE back in the middle, your play caller and one of the best players that you have on your defense to help upgrade your run defense, but you're getting that at a time where you're playing against an offense that doesn't run the ball well at all. So if these corners, to your point and to Kyle's point, if these corners can figure it out against Tom Brady, and for me, figuring it out against Tom Brady doesn't mean trying to outsmart him because you won't. You can't. Not going to happen. But you can outsmart Mike Evans. You can outsmart Godwin. You can outsmart Russell Gage. You can't. A little less Julio Jones because he's been there so long. (laughs) But my point is, if you can get these guys to decide wrong on smart routes, if you can knock them off of their timing at the line of scrimmage, if you can make them uh, have a split second later on their breaks, whatever the case may be, then the ball that would have been a great ball from Tom Brady now becomes a questionable questionable ball, not because of Brady, but because of what happened on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. That might become an interception. That might become a pass breakup. Get in the face of these, these receivers, disrupt the passing game, force mm-hmm. the game on the run for Tampa Bay, Hankins, LVE, that run defense against the worst rushing attack in the league. Ball game. I like to agree with you. It sounds easy. I, I, oh. I, I like to agree with you. Let me, let me give you a little bit of information. It's easy. the blueprint, but you got <laughs> to yeah. execute the blueprint. Blueprint, KRS-One or Jay-Z? Oh, yes. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I like what you did there, yeah. okay? But the reality is Tampa Bay doesn't care about running the ball effectively, right? If you're going to give up the run, they'll give, they'll, they'll take it. 77 right? yards per game to go to Patrick's point. 77 yards per 32 game. Th- or 32nd in the country. Absolutely. But what are they leading? Dead last. The, what are they leading the league Less in? than four They're yards Number two per in the league. What are they leading the league Passing in? yards. Passing, 270. Passing play percentage. 
They're leading well, the that, league that's what in I'm passing play percentage. They don't but, want but to run because they on. know they can't, and it doesn't matter because they got how, Tom Brady. But so how do they force run the ball? them to run? But how do they run the ball? Physically? No, they no. run screens. Yeah. That's their running game. I was about to say, Leonard running game, ran through some people. Their running game is is. And that's why stats don't tell the whole story, right? Fair. So they're not doing traditional runs. Fair. They have quasi right? runs. But to our point, what do our corners Bulls. not do for the most part? They don't what? Run, defend. Right. No, not even that. They don't impress. You say they don't crash down. They don't yeah. press. Okay. So being that they don't press, we can go back to, to Mullen last week. He's playing nine yards off and still gets gas on a goal route, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about these guys are having six, seven, eight, nine yards of – of separation at the line, at the snap of the ball. Let's not make that name. Hold on. I know. I know. <laughs> but look, that's the reality. Our diff, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I hope that Al Harris changes up what he's been doing against these guys because it's one thing to come up and simply just press and play man-to-man or press and play cover three or press and bail on four, whatever it might be, right, and, and get to your coverage. It's another thing when I'm lining up six yards away from you and I have a quarterback who literally will make eye contact with you and change the whole play. There's not going to be any over-over. There's not going to be no alert-alert. Trust me, I've been been in those huddles with them. They will take a screen play all day long. When I say a screen, I'm talking about looking at Kyle, giving him a little head nod, and all of a sudden the two inside receivers are now going out and blocking Mm -hmm. somebody who's playing six yards off. And I throw an easy high-percentage pass. Super high for 90 plus percent pass to somebody who can now catch it and run five yards. No. That's hold on, that's their running play. That's how they run the ball. And if you do press, what do they do? He's going to toss it up, and he is because he's Tom Brady, most of the time they're going to give him the PI call if you don't do everything right as a defender. So it puts you in a predicament, and even on the traditional screen plays, mm-hmm. they will faint. Right, and I'll show this on film room. They will faint. Yeah. They will literally have the guy on the outside, run him on the screen pattern. If it's open, he's taking it. If it's not open, the inside receivers that normally go out and block, if you're coming downhill aggressively as a corner, right? You want to come down, oh, they're running the screen. I'm coming Boom. downhill. Now they're taking it and they're running goals up the sideline. So it really puts you in a tough place, and that's why the veterans really come into it. Any decision that you make, you're really caught in between. And and Real quick, I want to go to break real fast. I want to go to break. So let's hit this, continue this conversation, because the press, at least when you look up to it, pressing on the outside, yes. that looks like a like a be-all, fix-all. But like you said, there's a little bit of a yeah, hole buddy. to it. you got to keep that in mind. When we come back, we'll continue that. We'll have Patrick's thought on that as well when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Who wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper? 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco, you could visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. And by the way, it is official. Dallas Cowboys t- taking on Tampa Bay. Tom Brady coming up on Monday. Come out to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wild card watch party. Woo! On Monday, January 16th, cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying lawn games, food trucks, music, the Cowboys pregame live pregame show, and more. Gates open at 5.30 p.m. and kickoff is at 7.15. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash 2022 playoffs. Now, Why would you sit at the house and watch the game when you could do that? Oh, yeah. Why would you ever? Sit at the house. Don't have an answer for that. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Yeah, for we that. got big TVs around everywhere. Yeah, the stadium. Don't yeah. do the plaza. Yeah, the plaza. We'll be we'll be at the star. Oh, coming up on Sunday yeah. for for pregame. Is there pregame? A big, we're a big at the TV star. There. There's a big TV out at the oh, star. That's interesting. But you can't. You, you got to go watch that Miller Lighthouse. Yeah, got to go to the Miller, Miller, Miller Lighthouse. There's, there's a lot of TVs. But I'm just saying, we're, we'll be here at the star. Yes. However, they're going to project our show and they're going to play our show live. In its entirety at the Miller Lighthouse. Oh, so we'll be here. Less. Don't be at the house by yourself. They're going to be there. So less. you can watch our show. Yeah. You can get ready. You, you can, can be with Cowboys the fans. Wind. You, you got have Miller fun. Light. You got Tostitos. I mean, just yeah. that combination of just yeah. fire. Yeah, Keep it rolling. You want to be able to celebrate this win. Together. Mm. As a unit. As a unit. As if you a have group. all these separate bodies, don't have all these fingers. Yeah. Bring it together as a fist. <laughs> <a celebration>. As <laughs> a fist. <laughs> you need to make a shirt yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That needs to be like that steadfast. Individuals. Don't be spread out of individuals. Be a fist. Mm. <laughs> yes. mm. Preach it over here. Isaiah, stand back. That's probably May level. That was yeah. awesome. Mm. That was awesome. I'm going to clip that today. I'm going to take it to Dak oh, in the locker room. I'm going to make sure please. he hears it. Give it to him. All right. Uh, Isaiah was talking about pressing corners, kind of bringing some pressure on the outside, disrupting the passing lanes for Tom Brady. I'm going to throw a couple stats out there to kind of back your point up here. Right now, the number one team in the NFL in terms of sacks allowed per attempt, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they get the ball out quick. They're only sacked 2.9% of the time. 2.9. Just for... Just for uh, comparative purposes, I'm trying to find Dallas. You thought I was going to say something else, but that's not what it was. Dallas is fifth in the NFL, so pretty good, right? They don't get sacked a whole lot. 
that's kind of been the thing. I mean, recently that number's gone up a little bit. Just a little bit. But 4.9. Yeah. 4.9. So Tampa Bay's nearly half that. Yeah. Nearly half of the amount of time that even Dallas gets sacked, that's when Tampa Bay gets sacked. Yeah. And also, not to mention, their interception rate is third in the NFL because it's only 1.3% of passes, percent of dropbacks. They get out the ball quick, and they do it efficiently. I'm, I'm pleading. I'm pleading with Al Harris. Because trust me, I, I know this guy. I know TB12. Right? I've been in those huddles. I know the alter, I know the, the changes, the things that he's not even going to say but you better just know to make the the change whenever Aaron Rodgers does the same. Thing. Yeah, whenever whenever there's a particular coverage out there, please press. Please, I will take I will take our chances at him throwing. He's a, throws a great deep ball. He throws a great fade Always ball, has. back shoulder, all Test that kind of safeties stuff. with stuff. In please, there. man, like please press because if you don't, these twelve yard out routes, these five yard out routes, right? If you're playing off and inside or even off and off and outside, these are easy pass and catch. Like routes on air. If anybody gets to the stadium early and watches warm up and they see mm-hmm. these guys throwing routes without any defenders, that's what it is to him. And that's a that's a run play. That's an effective run play to him. That's right. how he that's why he's played so long. That's how he conceptualized this. If they're not gonna take it away, easy. Here it is. We throw this all day long. That's right. a first down. Yeah. That's a first down. That's six yards. Now we're second and short. That's how he looks at it. So don't get caught up in the in the rushing stats. Do not get caught up in the rushing stats because those to them are run plays. Right. Mm-hmm. So please get up and press because when you get up and press, now you disrupt all that. Mm-hmm. Now you have to start going to to fade routes, right? Back shoulders, mm-hmm. deep Outs. balls. It gives yeah. you you have just as much of an opportunity to make a play than the receiver does, and that requires that's going to ask a lot because guess yeah. what? You're going to give up some plays. Yeah. You're going to give up some plays, but you take away their running game. Right. You have to pick your poison here. I said it yesterday. Tom Brady is going to have some big plays. He he just is. Doesn't matter how you play it. You can press it. You can play it in the zone. It doesn't matter. He's going to have some big plays. The question is, can you minimize them and can you pick and choose where you want where and when you want the big play to occur? That's how you win the game against Tom Brady. But going back to what you were saying about the screen game, 100% right. For those that want to go back and watch film on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I started really diving into it yesterday uh, as a means of setting up for this week's uh, edition of Science Lab that drops in the morning. Shameless plug. Um, That is an excellent point. And that's why it's that much more important that LVE is back on the field. The large majority of the screen passes as far as – the running backs that are getting them out of the backfield. It's Leonard Fournette. Mm. He has more than 50 receptions on the season. I like the matchup of a Leonard Fournette versus LVE because Fournette, while he's uh, a big body guy and he's strong, so is LVE. So it's not it's strength on strength. It's not speed versus strength. Mm-hmm. So if it was a speed guy getting those out of the backfield, such as a Dalvin Cook, whom the Cowboys did well against, mm-hmm. or someone like that, Jonathan Taylor, who has that speed, Fournette. He's not slow, but he's not fast. So by the time he is able to get the ball, that's a perfect matchup if you're talking LVE being able to play sideline to sideline. A healthy LVE might just be the reason you can walk away with the win in this game. Because an excellent point, and you're right. You're absolutely right. I would be much more concerned, though, if Leighton Van Der Esch wasn't going to be back on this field. So the fact that he is and he's not going against a speed back in Leonard Fournette on those screens, then the the thing is, can he, and I believe he can, he can beat Leonard Fournette to the spot. Can those DBs get off of those blocks on those screens? So that's my thing, because I I obviously want LBE's presence, right? But the reality is when I speak on screen game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it doesn't come in the form of 
of what most people think go to. It's not a true backs. run. It's not a true running back right. screen. No, I'm thinking about right. wide receiver screen. So and when you think about the res- the defensive backs that you guys want active for this game, guys that have kind of been swing guys up and down, who are the DBs that you absolutely just say must be a part of this game? Trayvon and Deron Boyd. Okay, who else? Will, Probably Nation. Okay, so that's three. I'm just going to throw Rhodes in there. I got to see. Okay, I got to have it. I got to have it. That's four. That's four DBs. That, I mean, you need more. I mean, I don't. I got, are you talking about guys that I'm I have about, confidence I'm about in? Just the, the, oh, DBs. DBs. Oh, DBs. I'm thinking yeah, I thought corners. I'm thinking no, no, I'm yeah, Curse, yeah, Wilson, yeah, yeah. Hooker, Hooker. Yeah, Dono. Dono's going to be. I would love for Israel. Dono will have to be, to be huge. Too. I would love for Israel McQuarrie to be in there. Dono this will week. have to be huge if you press. Yeah, Dono will have to be huge if you press. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of getting at. There's some guys that have been swing guys up to this point that I need present for this game but he, he, because of what their skill sets present and the, diff, the, the the complications that their skill sets present for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you think like a Marquise Bell could maybe play into that too? He's kind of a bigger guy. He's a bigger guy. He's a similar skill set as J-Ron Curse. He's not as strong, yeah. but he might be quicker than J-Ron. I'm not sure this is the game I want him in there. Too much I want, too much okay. yeah, I want, I want Israel. I want um, uh, Nashon. Deron Bland, obviously. I need him on Godwin. I need him on Godwin. I need him on Gage. I need I need him on both of those guys. I, I like Bell's potential, but because we haven't seen him get enough reps Agreed. this season, yeah, yeah. Tom Brady's I just going wanted to stare throw it out. No, Tom sure. Brady, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady's just going to stare him down. But you know what I do like? Boom. You know what I do like about him? He's going to hit you. Yeah, he is. And this is a team that you have to hit because you think about it: veteran receivers, okay, veteran quarterback. You start hitting these guys, all of a sudden their mechanics go to crap. Yeah. Okay, TB12, we know TB12. I can go all the way back to my playoff game with him when I was there in New England. We got our butts kicked because they freaking Baltimore Ravens were hitting the crap out of us. They were hitting the crap out of us. And when TB12 had three interceptions, couldn't recover. Three interceptions in, in Baltimore just ran the crap out of the ball with Ray Rice. Just do Just it. ran it, right? So hit them, right? And then when they do want to do the screen plays, guess what? Come downhill and hit Mike Evans. Come downhill, hit Julio. Hit these cats to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm going to run the play, but I, I don't want any part of the smoke in terms of crossing the line of scrimmage. But here, here was my point against as far as the screen is concerned. Uh, and I knew it was more than 50, but I couldn't get the actual number. Now I have the actual number, and it's much higher than 50. Leonard Fournette, 73 70, receptions, yeah. yep. targeted 83 times. He has his third. He has 73 73 receptions. Yeah. Wow! So we're talking about yeah. screen. That's it, receiver the, number, like like number two is, or three receiver the screen numbers. Screen is primarily Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Seventy-three receptions, third most on the team. Five hundred twenty-three receiving yards, also third most on the team, averaging seven point two yards per reception. Leonard Fournette is the screenplay for Tom Brady. That matchup of Leonard Fournette versus LVE—that's me all day long. That's where I'm at. Are you? But I was going to ask you two follow-ups on that. One, uh, Leonard Fournette, 21 carries, 127 against the Cowboys on the ground, and that was without the screen game. Now you mm-hmm. add the screen game into it. I feel like it makes him even more lethal in that regard. But one, you, you said you're confident in LVE, which I agree on the screen. Yes, LVE has been there. Are you really that confident in his health? Because he's been out these last couple of weeks. Is he going to want to come up and hit yes. somebody? Yeah, I don't. I don't see him having any hesitation yes. there. But I, okay. I would switch. I see. Okay? Him I, I don't. I don't think that LVE <laughs> not, is lacking the ability to take care of Fournette. But I would much rather, if we had to play man, right? And if we're talking mm-hmm. about assignments, I would much rather see Demone Clark on 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 Fournette. And as much as I am Demone, have a day one for Demone. He struggled. 
this past these past couple of games. I was about to say three of the he last struggled. four. So I, it's L, it's LVE or or bust for me, and and that doesn't mean that it has to be one hundred percent LVE. Obviously, rotate Demon in there because he has a lot of value. He has the speed, but as far as uh, NFL. IQ and readiness goes. LVE has it in spades. Uh, and then when you talk about uh, what Fournette was able to do on the ground, taking handoffs against the Cowboys, well, yeah. guess who wasn't here in Week One, but is likely going to be back on Sunday? Jonathan yeah. Hankins. Yep. So it's it's not a, it's not the same defensive front that Fournette is going to face. Be it you know in the screenplay. I mean, LVE was here in Week One. True enough. But if LVE having now played the season he's played, because coming into Week One, everyone was hoping. That LVE could, but based on the past couple of seasons, they're like, yeah, we don't know. And maybe there was a little bit of a question mark in his own mind. But now this version of LVE is Pro Bowl minded. This is I I yeah. I know what I can do. I'm going out here and I'm eating and talking to him in the locker room. This this the what the what he has in his eyes. Mm-hmm. He is that guy looks dangerous. I hope you're right. That I really guy do. Looks dangerous. Because talking in the locker room I mean, in the and aspect stepping of, up and hitting Leonard Fournette are two different things. That, that dude. I, I, I hope once. you're right. I I'm really excited, do. I'm excited about both Jonathan Hankins and LBE. But to, to what I'm trying to present to you guys, this is going to be a sideline to sideline game. You don't think the win comes in between the hash marks? I don't. Which I think is a good thing because who's not been winning in the hash marks recently? If if it's reduced to that, that's great. Because I'd rather that that than Evans on a go. I'm I'm not saying that they're not going to get to those. I'm saying that their strategy, from what I believe, I believe that their strategy is going to be sideline, sideline, get everybody running sideways because what? That... You can't have a pass rush doing that. No, it neutralizes Every team that's that's done that against Dallas has been successful for Mm. the most part. Yep. So get them running sideways and then what? Then I'm coming up the middle. Right. Well, so what John, so Jonathan Hankins, right? Most yeah. of the time, you kind of they're going to try to eliminate him out the game. Mm-hmm. So now you're relying on your other defense alignment to have an impact, which they can, right? But this is especially not this, this this especially tank. Primarily, is not a Jonathan Hankins game. Well, it goes back to which what they did a, against Dallas in Week game. One. It, 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 it makes it a D-Law, Marcus Lawrence D-Law, Micah, game. Dorrance, I, yeah, I all agree. those guys on the edge have to have a great game. But it's what they did in Week One, nineteen to three. They did it by getting out to the edge. Yep. Mm-hmm. They did it by working down the field. Now. That kind of gets neutralized when you get into the red zone. So what happened? They yep. stalled out in the red zone. Facts. They kicked four field goals. It's going to be very similar, Absolutely. I think, that's to what they're going to do. Yep. So that's where you you have to run in between the tackles. Yep. Is when you get down inside the 20s and you're trying to work downfield, that's how they didn't have a ton of Correct. success. Only had the one touchdown against the Cowboys in week one. All right, when we come back, we've got an inside source here. Mm. Somebody who was in a locker room during playoff time and played against Playoff time, Tom Brady. Mm. What makes him different? What makes him tick when we continue our preview Mm. of the Cowboys defense versus the Tampa Bay offense with more Talking Cowboys after this? Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. 
Go online at blackriflecoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's blackriflecoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. And again, if you haven't heard us before, Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country quite like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets at SeatGeek.com. By the way, uh, Cowboys social team, who does a great job upstairs, they uh, they posted the debate in which was raging here on Talking <laughs> Cowboys a couple weeks ago. We're the originators. Would you, would you eat the end of the bread? Would you eat the ends of the bread? And it was yes. quite the fiery debate. It's a good one. All three of us eat the end of the bread. Dog all right. Yeah. That's right. Beamer right, doesn't because he said he's he's just he's bougie. He's bougie. bougie. Yeah. Listen, he doesn't we've do it. Found out a lot about the players based on their answers. What I love what Dak said. Dak was like, <laughs> absolutely. He was like, some people aren't strong enough. Oh. There we go. I liked what Micah said. He was like, that, that's when you really know you're from the trenches. Trench, right. And you're Sa- from the and trenches. Sam and, and, and Osa yeah. and Dante. They were like, listen, come on. What did Sam say? Sam said, put some uh, syrup who, in between those. Who was those it that, that gave yes. the whole description? Osa. Osa. Osa? Osa? And, yeah. he, and he nailed it because that's how you that's do it. Exactly Osa how said, you, do it. you push the front one out of the way. <laughs> you eat all the all ones in between. And then that leaves you with the ends. You put them together, and that's a fire Bro, sandwich. It is a fire that was the sandwich. Best out of all of them, <laughs> he got it. Hands down, Osa is great. Osa Odigizua with the bread <laughs> Bro, science, the straight love science. science. Love it. I knew I loved Tyron Smith so much. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, the biggest guy no. out there is like. You mean the booty bread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, man, we don't eat the booty bread. Go look at the video. It's up online. It's All of the social channels. It's the Cowboys cam this week. It's and fantastic. great debate. It was started by Isaiah. Isaiah was the first one that brought it up. So credit to you. Really, really fun. Uh, it was a great debate upstairs. And then we brought it downstairs. And, and the social team took it and ran with it. It's and they good. said, let's do it. The Players loved it. It was, awesome. was, and ladies and gentlemen, trust me when he says it was a, it was a great debate upstairs. Mm. It was a fiery, <laughs> spicy, heated yeah. debate, and people are willing to die on this here. Yes, sir. <laughs> also, uh, Roxanne Medina, who does great work yeah, with our Roxy. video department, I was down there sitting with her the day they were recording this a couple weeks ago. 
for the fans, by the way, that are out there like, why are you posting videos like this? Why, why are you posting videos like this? <laughs> getting ready for <laughs> Tom Brady. Like Whoever's on Twitter Dude, getting upset. Is that that's who Twitter it voice? is. Yeah, that's the Shakes Twitter voice. fist at cloud. Focus on Tom Brady. This was recorded weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Chill. Seriously. It's fine. So when when they recorded it, Roxanne was like, I've been out here almost every time they've done this. This is by far the most debated topic I've ever seen going down those hallways. So, lots of fun. Go check it out online. Awesome. Hey, it all starts with Talking Cowboys. That's what we it do, always man. does. That's why you got to tune in daily. Start your day with Talking Cowboys, let's go. right? Uh, let's talk about Tom Brady. Thomas. You were teammates with him in yep. New England. In got to got yep. to go through the playoffs with him. Yep. You also won a ring by going through Tom Brady Absolutely. in the playoffs by winning it with New York. Yep. What makes him different? Preparation. Preparation and it really just all boils down to preparation. I mean, you think about how he gets ready for games. This dude watches an unfathomable amount of film. I mean, it's give us an idea. What would it look like? <laughs> he watches. He's going to watch every game. Yeah, he's going to watch every game. Every Cowboys game. Every Cowboys game. Wow. And he's going to look for any kind of keys. He's going to take all the analyst work. All the all the statisticians that send all, all those reports, he's gonna break all those down, and then from that, he's gonna break down. He's gonna have a film. He's gonna have a, his own breakdown of things based upon the game plan for the Cowboys. Okay, whether it be things that Dan Quinn likes to do in certain situations and down the distances, whether it be um, things that they can force Dallas into based upon formation or based upon motions, mm-hmm. he's gonna break down all that film into one little one little folder, and he's gonna call in his whole offense. And he's going to watch every single one of those plays with his offense. And he's going to tell these guys, when we do this, they're going to do this. And this is what I expect you to do. This is where I want you to be. I don't care what our normal route concept is. This is where I, this is how I want you to change the route. If they line up like this, I'm not even going to look at you. If they line up like this, you change whatever we're doing to this because this, they're giving us that play. It's every The communication and the preparation on that regard is, is second to none. The, the second best player that I've been with to do that is Eli. And it wasn't even close in terms of how they were. Wow. Um, and, I mean, obviously Eli's won two Super Bowls, right? But Yeah. I mean, the, just Tom Brady's just – so, he's so detail-oriented. And, again, if there is a tell, he will find it. Wow. Yeah. It's, you it's, think he's it's a kind good of, poker player? Uh, I don't know. But he doesn't – I mean, he, he, it's going to be hard for him to walk away from the game. Because he, he's so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like everything about it is competition. He doesn't want to walk away from a practice with an incompletion. He doesn't want to walk away from a practice with, with a bad rep, you know, or, or everybody, any kind of mental lapse. I mean, I mean like, you, everybody's going to be so honed in and keyed in. Dan Quinn's going to have to have some curveballs. He's, obviously, he's faced them before at a high level, obviously, mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So these two are going to be going head to head. This is not Byron Leftwich versus Dan Quinn. This is Dan Quinn versus Tom Brady. And T- Dan Quinn needs his guys to execute his game plan, and Tom Brady is going to go back and look at that film against Atlanta, look at all the past few games that they've played Dallas, and he's going to look and see what is what is the common denominator between all these things. Mm-hmm. When we come out in a three-by-one, what does Dan Quinn like to do against me? When we come in a two-by-two, what does he like to do against me? This is a battle between Tom Brady and Dan Quinn. Is he the best film watcher in the history of football? Absolutely. You you would Absolutely. put it all on. Not that? even close. Mm. In terms of guys that I play with, and I play with a lot of Hall of Famers. I've been blessed yeah. to play with some really good guys. Not even close. 
Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. That's why you have to be on top of everything. Where, That's okay. a really good question. And, and, now I'm starting one. I wonder if how would he you know, fare against the Dan Marinos, Troy Aikmans of the world. I can't world. speak to those guys. No, yeah. I, that's, I'm just saying that's making me wonder. Like, yeah. That's a really good question. Well, where does he stack up against the guy that he's going to be going against on as Monday night? As far as watching film. As far as watching film? I mean, Dak Prescott no, watches a lot of film. As far as watching I can't film. speak to Yeah, you've never I been watching. I can't speak watching. to his preparation. Yeah. I can look at the decision making. Mm-hmm. And I can make the assumption that they're on two different, you know, two different. No, it's, it's a great question. Just makes me wonder, in the annals of great tape grinders, who who's on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Ray an Lewis. Answer, an answer we will probably never Ray Lewis have. for yeah. sure. I, I can agree with that. Ray Lewis for sure. I mean, you talk about somebody. I mean, that's why that battle was so Ed dark. Reed, yeah. when we lost that game against Ed them. Reed. Ed Reed and those guys just happened to play on the same Troy team. I mean, when, when let me help you understand the details. Okay, Ray Lewis. During the time that I was playing, okay, mm-hmm. and we could, they kicked our butts, right? You talk about Ray Lewis versus Tom Brady, that's mm-hmm. and Ed yeah. Reed in the second round, awesome. right? Right, yeah. Sarah Goose, all them cats, right? These guys were paid. They were, Ray Lewis would have film sessions at his house. He would call the whole defense, order pizza, all that kind of stuff. Everybody, the whole defense, come over. We're watching film in my theater, and they would look for anybody's foot being being cocked differently, pressure on the fingertips, right? We're talking about any little tail. That's how detailed the playoff football is. Right? I'm looking at if I come up to the line of scrimmage and I'm I'm, I'm D. Lawrence, right, and, I, and you're your offensive tackle. I'm coming up to the line of scrimmage and you have and I can see the white on your fingers. I know, I know that I know that you're gonna that you're dropping back. I know that you're going into a pass set. Or if I can see the I can see the blood sitting at your fingertips, I know you're coming downhill. Like that's how minute that's how it is. of wow. details that you're paying attention to on every single play. You think we're allowed to ask that question in locker room today? Do you guys have any outside of outside of what's in this building? Do you have any extra film study? Do you think we could ask that question? Go for it. I think we should. Go I, I don't know if there's any restriction on talking about. Film you know what like I ask? That, I would ask: Do you watch more film in the building or outside? That's a good question. I'll ask that to a couple guys today. I'll, I'll come back with you tomorrow on it. I'll let you know. But that's going to do Careful, it here for us. The fans are going to say, ooh, they don't watch enough film. <laughs> Careful. Uh, fair, but I want to I know. And the fans deserve to know as well. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll preview the Cowboys offense versus that Tampa Bay defense tomorrow and give you more of the breakdown for the wild card matchup between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. That's it for Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!